At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is the nightcap here on VSIN, hour number two on a Wednesday. We are excited because Sean just went three and one in Maction. Did. Hit both overs. By the way, overs in Maction, weekday Maction, that is, four and one to the over. Dogs barking, four and one ATS, and the lone favorite to cover, the Kent State. Flashes. They get it done. By a 52-47 to 47 score. So there you go, your Maction update. But really why we're excited, because in this spot, each and every week, we bring in our guy, at Noisy Huevos on Twitter. He is Brad Evans from Valley Sports, Fade the Noise podcast, and on this show as well, each and every Wednesday. And always loves busting out the sledgehammer like he did last Thursday on Aaron Jones Props. Mr. Evans, how are you on this fine Wednesday? Yes, uh, I am splendid. Uh, Thursday was eons ago, and it was a pleasurable time in my sports betting life. And then Sunday happened, and then Monday happened, and it was uh, not so pleasurable. So we're going to get back on the horse and hopefully recapture that magic from last Thursday and replicate it for tomorrow night's action as well. Let's do it. Let's, Let's get into tomorrow night's action, the beautiful Colts and Jets Sean King making waves, saying Mike White's the next Tom Brady. Uh, oh, my goodness. But, not but, uh, I think there's a, a prop out there, and I saw your picks, and I, I was intrigued by it, because Michael Carter was targeted 14 times last weekend <laughs> by Mr. White. Nine receptions, 95 yards. At DraftKings Sportsbook earlier today, it was peeking around. Four and a half receptions, Plus yep. money to the over for Mr. Carter. And I think we were looking at, what, 20, 35 and a half receiving yards. Are we looking to replicate what we saw last weekend from Mike White? Yeah, look, uh, he is a checkdown artist du jour. And uh, I think he's going to continue to look the direction of Michael Carter in the flat, along with Ty Johnson as well. And, you know, Michael Carter has lured 29%. Again, 29% of the team's target share uh, the last couple of games, uh, Corey Davis is listed as doubtful. Uh, and White's just really comfortable in those situations, you know, looking left, looking right, and then looking underneath. 
to either Carter or Ty Johnson. And I think it's going to be more of the same in this competition. So, you know, Indianapolis has given up four receptions per game, 33 receiving yards per game to the running back position. Four guys uh, have gone over this against him this year. So, you know, I think Carter is going to catch, you know, five to eight balls. Uh, I'm I'm hoping that that uh, receiving yards total sinks a little bit more because it was uh, a sportsbook high that I saw in the legal market here uh, of 38 and a half. It opened, as you said, it's come down at like 35 and a half, a couple of books have it at 34 and a half. So um, it's inching closer to that 30 and a half line. And if it does get there, oh yeah, my shiny little friend's coming out. <laughs> I'm talking to Brad Evans uh, at Bally Sports on Twitter. Uh, Brad, last uh, last Sunday night, uh, there was a stern talking to by Mr. King to myself about betting on Kirk Cousins. Uh, I did it, and it was awful. Uh, did not work out all that well. <laughs> uh, it was ugly. Uh, you know, I bet against my ginger brother and Cooper Rush. Should have never done such a thing. So we got Baltimore at home laying six against Minnesota. And uh, what what do we do with Kirk Cousins moving forward in the you know in the prop market? What is our what is our thought process here with Kirk Cousins? Well, here's the mo of the Minnesota Vikings uh, when they're expect to blow out a team with a backpack quarterback inserted, they lose the game. Uh, when they are a sizable underdog, in which they, as you said, they're catching six on the road at Baltimore. A lot of people think the you know the brakes are going to get beat off them. They're going to be highly competitive. Heck, they're going to be, you know, probably there until the bitter end and find a way to squander the lead and end up losing the game by a point or two uh, with the final buzzer sounds. I think Kirk Cousins on the over 267.5 pass yards, at my estimation, is easy money. Uh, you could throw all day on this Baltimore Ravens defense. This isn't the 2000 Ravens by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, they're giving up eight plus in terms of YPA. We've seen three signal callers throw for 400 on them this year. And I'm not saying that Kirk Cousins is going to you know, do that kind of damage, but 300 plus entirely achievable in my estimation, especially when you have Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen to twirl the pill to. So big fan of Kirk Cousins this week. I would double down on him and hope for the best. Well, and then you mentioned Justin Jefferson is, is, you know, Justin Jefferson, Thielen, which one of those guys do you anticipate if Cousins is having a big day in Baltimore, who steps up there? Whose prop is it more intriguing, Thielen or Jefferson when it comes to receiving yards? Oh, that's absolutely Justin Jefferson. He's the more explosive of the two. And, you know, this is not uh, admonishing Adam Thielen by any stretch of the imagination, who's actually exceeded my expectations so far uh, here uh, through, you know, close to the midway point of the regular season. But, you know, Jefferson's averaging north of 80 yards per game. Uh, some of the early prop markets have his total at 73 and a half receiving yards in this contest. And if he draws a heavy dose of Marlon Humphrey, that's a good thing because Humphrey's given up a 110 passer rating to his assignment. So, you know, synergize, correlate, bring it together. <laughs> you know, if I'm high on Kirk Cousins on the over 267 and a half pass yards, somebody stands to benefit. It's likely going to be Double J, who is certainly going to be dynamite in this matchup on Sunday. So I think he flirts with the century mark. I'm all in on that over again at 73 and a half yards. The last time we saw Lamar Jackson, they had a bye week last week. Uh, they lost. They got smoked uh, by the Cincinnati Bengals. So a week to recuperate uh, for Lamar Jackson, who really has been, I mean, he's been Superman for uh, that bang yeah. Baltimore Ravens team. Uh, is this a spot where, he kind of goes back to donning that cape and going, you know, berserk uh, on the ground. Up, up, and away, baby! And you know what? This deserves our friend. Da -da 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 the old sledgehammer's coming out of Lamar Jackson over 55.5 rush yards. Uh, that's the early line right now. It's off. Uh, tremendously so. This one doesn't make any sense. This is one of the lowest thresholds you'll see in rush yards for Lamar Jackson. Uh, as a starter in the history of this game. Uh, I mean, you look at the matchup, Minnesota, they are number two in the NFL in total sacks at 24. Now, Hunter is not going to be available in this contest. So, you know, maybe the pressure rate will not be cranked to 11 as it normally is. Uh, but this is still an aggressive front of the Minnesota Vikings. They're going to try to collapse pockets, get after Lamar Jackson. And that's going to give him opportunities to, you know, be an impromptu rusher in the open field and exploit open lanes. And 
you know, he has done this consistently this season. In fact, he has gone over the 55-and-a-half rush yards total in five of seven games. He's averaging close to 11 rush attempts per contest. I mean, it's just kind of a perfect storm that is gathering over the Charm City, and I think he's going to go out there and get it done. So this should be an 80-plus rush yard game, exactly what he logged right before the bye week. So, yes, Lamar Jackson will be indeed a superhero if you're willing to tail this over on the 55-and-a-half rush yards. Coming off a of bye, should be fresh, yeah. feeling good. I think there were some quotes today talking about how important that bye week was uh, for Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Uh, the big news today, Brad, obviously regarding Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, last week when we had you on, that was a team dealing with their own COVID situation with different players, Devontae Adams being out, uh, Alan yep. Lazard being out, MVS wasn't back from his groin injury, and you were all over Aaron Jones catching the ball out of the backfield anytime touchdown, everything hit. Uh, it was glorious. It was absolutely tremendous. <laughs> so was. now, and I know the props are not out, at least at DraftKings as I stare right now, but with Jordan Love likely taking over, or, I mean, assuming he is healthy and doesn't catch COVID uh, as well, um, if it's Jordan Love and Devontae Adams does pass through protocols and Lazard is expected to be back, what are some things that you're looking at likely in this Packers-Chiefs game when the market uh, comes out uh, at some point? Yeah, it's all rush yards uh, tied to the key players in this game uh, wearing the green and yellow jerseys. Uh, you know, I, I like Aaron Jones quite a bit. Uh, I, I like him, you know, as a receiver in this game. Very similar situation, except, you know, you're going to have a rough-edged quarterback in Jordan Love and uh, an ear-ringing environment there at Arrowhead Stadium. Uh, welcome to your first start, kid. Uh, here you go. You get 100,000 rabid fans are going to be screaming and yelling at you from start to finish in this game. But I think Aaron Jones has got to be a centerpiece of the offensive scheme. And I think we're going to get another heavy dose of A.J. Dillon as well. Try to alleviate the pressure on the greenhorn. Uh, this could be another 15, 16 carries. I'm really anxious to see what the rush yards prop comes out on him. As we know, Kansas City has been devoid of defense this season. giving up 4.33 yards per carry to the running back position. And I'm also curious to see what the rush yards prop is going to be for Jordan Love uh, because he is a guy that is willing to, you know, spin those wheels uh, in a Justin Fields-like fashion and, you know, with uh, an aggressive front that's going to come after him in this game early and often, he may break contain uh, and try to chew up some real estate with his legs. So uh, those are the three props that I'm really looking at. Uh, Love on the rush yards, Dylan on the rush yards. And then really, to be honest, everything Aaron Jones. Hey, Brad, before we let you run, college basketball, I know you are a big uh, a Duke, big fan. Duke, we got Duke, a Duke guy Duke. over here obsessed yep. with the Dukies. Uh, we got the Champions Classic a week from, or six days away. We only got 30 seconds. Anything you like in the Champions Classic? Well, reading some of the reports on Kansas, they're a bit of a mess right now. Uh, no Jalen Wilson is going to be on the court in that opener against Michigan State. I think Michigan State is down, but I do like the Spartans catching the five and a half right now. Good line value as it presently stands. And I'm with Sean. I got the Dukies, baby. That's right, baby. Straight up. Yeah, you know, I'll lay the one, one and a half. If you want to, you know, pair the money line with them in Michigan State, could be a nice little opening night payday. There we go. I had a I had a opening night Champions Classic money line parlay last week too, or last year as well. Brad, you're the man. We'll talk to you next week. Adios, amigos. Make some money on Thursday night football. I'm out. <laughs> there he is, Brad Evans. We're back after this on the Nightcap. At Bed Three Six Five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if 
you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. Keep it rolling here on the nightcap. Kenny White, top of the next hour. I love Wednesdays. That's a weird thing to say. It's a very strange thing to say, but I like Wednesdays. I like our show. I like the, the, the way it flows with Brad at 8 Pacific, 11 Eastern, and then Kenny at 9. So Kenny will join us a little bit later. How, how much have you looked at this board this week? We're going to get to some potential letdown spots as we've been doing uh, later on in this hour. Um, and once again, the letdown spots, just a reminder, it's not auto bet on all of these. It's just scenario situations that I think could be potential letdown spots for teams after big wins. So I always put them out there. We discuss them and see which ones we like. So that's a hater. We'll do that later. Oh, don't. How is it not a letdown spot? But for every week you have Michigan State on I the letdown not. spot. Yes, you do. No, I don't. You're such a this hater. This is the first time I think they've been on there. Hater, hater. First time Michigan State has ever been on That's this list. That's not true. What, what other game was a letdown spot for them? Indiana? Yeah, okay. You've also said on this show, I am terrified of Purdue. You don't have to put it in writing. I, I, I'm just, as as you say incorrectly, but as you say, I just report the news. These are just situational spots. So when we get to this and we discuss it, you could say, no, that's terrible. There's no way that Michigan State will let down. And then we move on. All right? So, my goodness. You and your, you and your Sparty Green over there, pretending like that's not a USF shirt. Fighting Mel Tuckers. Um, but... This board to me, man, nothing really, nothing is jumping. I, I, I'm, I've been taking out the binoculars, the microscope, looking at it more and trying to find spots oh, I've uh, got, that I I've like. Got, I've got Big King best bet. You know, it's going to be the four at the forefront of, of the bankroll. Okay. Oh, you Wake Forest money line. I mean, Notre Dame's. I don't care about stinky lines. I, don't, I trust Dave Clawson. I trust Sam Hartman. North Carolina has to prove and show me that they can beat a quality football team. And that's the thing. They have to prove it. And North Carolina has been probably the biggest disappointment in college football this year. And what, are they, what reason do they have to be up to play Wake Forest? Good question. Yeah. Like, I mean, they, it's they all, not going to be a crazy atmosphere. I think it'll be a decent nah, atmosphere. Nah, nobody's coming to the game. Basketball starts. Not yet. Yeah, Tuesday. It's the kickoff classic. They're already in basketball mode in, in Chapel Hill. You know this is a non-conference game? Wake Forest in North Carolina? Yep. It's a non-conference game. How was that? They're in separate divisions mm-hmm. uh, in the ACC, so they only play once every seven years, and they're you know historic rivals. And the administrations came together and said, hey, instead of playing some random team in a non-con, Let's get a home-and-home home series. Between yeah, but this the counts in the conference nope, race. it does not. So if Wake Forest loses this game, they don't have a conference loss? Correct. Even more reason why I want Wake Forest. So what kind of shenanigans they have going on in the ACC? <laughs> there are two different – I love I love this. Instead of Wake Forest playing 
you know, UT Chattanooga, no disrespect to the mock nation out there. I like the fact that they've got this game. It's on ABC. It's it's good for both programs that they're playing this game. And they're challenging themselves. Shout out to my guy. I think Randy Sanders is still the head coach there. Shout out to my guy. <laughs> UT Chattanooga? Yeah. Um, I like UNC. Oh? So? Uh, I, I think this is... This is a prove-it-to-me game for Wake Forest. Okay, so when we come in the studio Monday, yeah, yeah, just shake my hand. Say, as usual, you're right. As usual, you're right. You can't get over the fact that Army put up 56 against Wake. So I, it, I, I know a, how your mind I works. I have a hard time accepting that Army had 595 yards right. of offense, Louisville right. had 517 yards of offense, and Syracuse had 514 yards of offense, and the best quarterback that they're going to face this season plays for North Carolina. And also, they're going to face the worst defense. Yeah, yeah. well, you got to stop them. And, so and I would in- say this about Wake Forest, is like we saw with Iowa, mm-hmm. eventually the luck runs out with the turnover margin. They are fourth in the nation in turnover margin. They are plus 10. They have 17 takeaways to 17 turnovers. Now, the turnovers, look, Sam Hartman's a good quarterback. Right. I, I, I think he's very Great good. College quarterback. I think Sam Howell's better. I think Josh Downs is probably the best wide receiver that they're going to face the entire year for UNC. So I just I am a big believer that things come back to the norm. Eventually, the luck was going to run out for Iowa. It did when they turned the ball over four times against Purdue and lost by 17 at home. So you make extremely valid points, but I think I can change your opinion on this by making this point. Iowa was winning because of the turnovers. Wake Forest is winning because of their offense. I Like, I, like you could look at well, Iowa and tell, like when they stop getting these short fields, when they stop getting four or five interceptions a game, they're going to be in trouble because offensively they stink. And all those games that they were winning early, they were doing nothing on offense. They were just taking advantage of other teams screwing it up. Yep. Wake Forest has been back to the wall, gun to their head. If we don't score 40, we're losing. And they've been rolling people. But because of those turnovers, it go back to the Army game. If Army doesn't fake a field goal and throw that pick that gets run down to the whatever five-yard line, I, that game is just tied. It's just back and forth the entire time. Well, so that one turnover led to you know why the they change tried, of the game. But do you know why they tried? Because they couldn't stop Wake Forest. Right. That's the kind of pressure but, that look, Wake puts on you. Oh, come on. They I mean, do. UNC's got better athletes defensively I don't, than I would, Army. I would, right, right. But so, also Wake's got better offensive talent than UNC has. Like, Wake's better on offense than Notre Dame. I just don't think a lot of people have actually watched Wake play. Like me, they're more, ex- they're me more being explosive. A, me coming to you as a former quarterback and offensive coordinator. Who's a better quarterback, Sam Hartman or Sam Howell? In college, Sam Hartman. Come on. I'm just telling you, man. Come on. Because he does the one thing that Sam, Sam hasn't Howell figured out how to do. Sam is rushing for 100 yards a game and is throwing for 350. He is. And he's got a better wide receiver than anybody that's on Wake Forest's roster. All right. Well, t- tell me. Highlight me on the Saturday. No, I agree. Yeah. Wake Forest is a better team. Right now, but they also haven't been tested. Sam Hartman is having a schedule. better college football season at quarterback than Sam Howell. I agree, but I think but over, one thing, Sam. But Howell, I think overall, Sam Howell is a better quarterback, and Wake Forest's defense, who has been filleted by the likes of Syracuse and Louisville and Army, has not faced anybody like Sam Howell. And I just think Sam Howell's very capable of having a bad game. He's had two and a half already this year. The thing with Sam Hartman. He's been great every week. He has not had a Virginia Tech-type performance. He hadn't had – and Sam, Sam's not shown up. It's a reason that Sam Howell's name is not even in the Heisman conversation. When coming into the season, he was second or third on almost every list. I mean, he's laid some eggs this year. Now, does that mean that I've taken him out of consideration for being Justin Herbert-like when he gets the National Football League and being better as a pro? Then he ended up being his last year in college. No, he's, he's more than capable of doing that. But I think it speaks to the fact that the energy around the North Carolina football program right now is not at a level that it's going to take to beat Wake Forest. Like, I think Wake Forest is coming into Chapel Hill motivated, knowing they can't afford any slip-ups whatsoever. I think North Carolina is going to approach the game like, 
yeah, let's go and upset the apple cart. But if they don't get off to a good start, look at the Notre Dame game. I mean, that might be the worst tackling defense I've watched they were of a program that's supposed They're to be great. on the border of being elite. I also look at what Wake Forest has done. They're 100th in the country in yards allowed per game. Right, but they don't give up an unbelievable amount of points. UNC's, UNC's defense statistically outside of turnovers is better than Wake Forest. Well, look, points against Wake Forest only giving up 23.9 points per game this year. Because they're giving up a lot of yards, but they've been decent in the red zone, and they've been opportunistic. You know, they're aggressive on defense. They run to the ball. They do a good job of trying to strip the it's ball from they the ball held carriers. Old Dominion to ten points, Norfolk State to sixteen. I will give them credit for this. They held UVA to seventeen. That's impressive. If you look at that offense, that's a that's a that's a something that Wake Forest should be really proud of. And there was a ton of yards allowed in that game. But I think this is the most intriguing game, one of the more intriguing games. Don't it's say my most. best bet. Yeah. I'm man. rolling with – I'm just telling you. I'm all in on Sam Hartman and this offense. I really am. And for the first time in Wake Forest history, they've got pressure on them. Mm-hmm. They are now the number nine team in the country. The microscope is on their program to go, well, they're going on the road to UNC. Clearly, they're going to win that game. The worst thing, the worst thing that could happen, and I know we got to go to a break for people that wanted to take North Carolina, was the odds makers letting a smart, academically high caliber program like Wake Forest be motivated by the fact they're underdogs. Okay, why isn't that line moved? Nobody's betting Wake Forest, North Carolina. I wasn't even looking at that game. <laughs> That's wrong. I am. Sharp people would bet anything. They ain't betting Wake Forest. That's why that line hasn't moved. It's the nightcap here on VEASAN. This is the nightcap on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Sports Betting National Championship is coming up November 5th through the 7th, and VSIN will provide coverage from the main event all weekend long, including live on-location updates for all the action. Visit vsin.com slash SBNC for more information and learn how you can enter for a chance to test your skills and win cash, including the million-dollar top prize. That's vsin.com slash SBNC. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. That is Sean King. I am Tim Murray. We'll get to some potential letdown spots that we have uh, taken an eye at, and we'll discuss those in 15 minutes. Kenny White with his thoughts on the upcoming college football card, his favorite bet as well. We will get to that will be at the top of the hour. But yesterday, Sean, we had the unveiling of the first college football playoff rankings, and I thought you and I – unlike a lot of people, instead of just screaming and yelling, had some valid points about how this played out and how this may all shake out. You know, Joel Klatt was on the radio today, and he made a point, and I thought it was an interesting one, but I I just I can't necessarily agree with it. But he said he felt like that the committee put Mississippi State, a team that, Alabama has thumped at 17 and left Penn State out despite identical records and Penn State having two wins over top 25 teams as a way to justify Alabama being two and justify the possibility if Alabama loses to Georgia in a close game to keep them in the playoff. I know it's a year-to-year thing and um, it's a you know it's a different type of a committee now, and I was a bit surprised to see Alabama too. I understood why, because you could poke holes in a lot of other teams and their struggles, and Alabama, despite their loss, has looked impressive in a lot of wins, Sean, but I still do not believe. And if I'm proven wrong, so be it. Cut this clip, send it to Old Takes Exposed. If Alabama loses to Georgia and you've got, you know, 
undefeated Michigan State or 12 and 1 Ohio State won the conference. You've got 12 and 1 Oregon. You've got 13 and 0 Cincinnati. You've got 13 and 0 or 12 and 1 Oklahoma. You've got undefeated Wake Forest. I really don't think Alabama is going to get in with two losses and a non and not winning their conference. I know the loss would be to Georgia, the best team in the country, but I don't believe Alabama is going to make it unless they win out and win the conference championship. I mean, agree I, or disagree? I agree. Okay. I agree. I, and I mean, I don't like that they punished Penn State for losing to Illinois, but they didn't punish Mississippi State for losing to Memphis and LSU. I mean, Memphis, you could argue, is worse than Illinois. Memphis stinks. LSU's in Illinois is a 50-50 game. Right. So I, <laughs> I, mean, I, I was on. surprised. You know, it's funny because I was looking through the rankings, just scrolling through them again today because you, you, you missed some things. And I just thought to myself, wait, Penn State's not ranked? I mean, I, I was they beat Auburn in a non-conference game. They usually give a lot of credit to, uh, you know, winning a non-conference game. They went to Wisconsin and beat Wisconsin, who's 21st. So, yes, are we splitting hairs between ranked teams here, and does it really matter? I don't know, but Penn State should be a ranked team, and Mississippi State shouldn't be as high as they are because they did lose a really bad game to Memphis. And LSU. Yeah. LSU's a bad loss. So uh, we'll, I, we'll see. I think the the greater, I think travesty is UTSA not being in the top twenty five at all. Like to me, that's they beat Illinois. You know, they've gone on the road, beat Memphis, some of these schools. Like they're beating schools outside. <laughs> Two teachers just mentioned right, that. <laughs> but they've those are outside of their conference. Yeah, you know, Memphis is normally really good. Illinois is a Big Ten school. Like you schedule these games six, seven, eight years out. You know, and when you schedule that game because people have already said you got to challenge yourself in your non-conference. Same thing with Cincinnati. You can't hold Cincinnati accountable that Indiana happened to not be very good this year. Mm-hmm. When they scheduled that game, part of it was, okay, we want to challenge ourselves in our non-conference. And, you know, you have to, I think you have to acknowledge when teams do that, and then you can't hold their feet to the fire if when that time comes, those teams happen to be in a down year. That's not their fault. Yeah, I agree. Um, but let's just look at w- the odds where we stand right now uh, to make the playoff. And, you know, I said it last week when we when we did this exercise. I still think there's value on playing Alabama to miss the playoff at plus 140. It was plus 155 last week, so those odds have gone down a little bit. Because if you play that to miss the playoff, the money line for the SEC championship game is going to be plus 180 or so, if not higher. You're locking yourself into a a profit. So I continue to stand by that because I believe that Alabama, with two losses, will not get in. And if they beat Georgia, obviously they're getting in, but that's why you bet them on the money line, and there you still have you lock in yourself a little, uh, a little profit. What I would say, and I would and never— I'm going to tell you— it might not take Georgia. Right. I mean, that might lose. Iron Bowl is going to be tough. So if they lose to Auburn, you just win your bet, and you don't have to even hedge off and, and make a money line bet. You're good. Yeah, I'm all in. So I'm taking Ohio State not to make the playoff, and I'm taking Michigan State to make the playoff. Like, I am doubling down on Sparty. I'm also going to play a small wager on Wake Forest to make the playoff. I still think that puts – I want Wake Forest to go undefeated and win the ACC. Because I want to see the committee justify not putting the champion from the conference that Clemson's in, undefeated champion out of the ACC, not making the college football playoff. I want to hear the flimflamery that will come out of that happening. That's why I want Wake Forest to run the table. I know you want them to. They might not. But will they? I can't control that part. Well, I'm, I'm asking you. Yeah. Do I you don't know. I think they, they will. will. I really do. I really do. I believe in Sam Hartman. I love their – they almost have an offense that's like a academy because you don't play it that often. So they play like this real patient inside zone run game, and it puts so much stress on the two safeties. Are we going to run support? Are we going to play coverage? It always keeps them in this dilemma, and they have big athletic fast receivers – so when those safeties get too close to the line of scrimmage, Sam Hartman is accurate. He has good arm talent. He's hitting them. When those safeties stay deep and play coverage, now you have the box count you want, and they run for a gazillion yards against you. I love what they're doing. And they got a lot of really, really experienced players. 
You know, I think allowing guys an extra year really helps a program like Wake Forest because they get a lot of experience back that's played a lot of football, and that that matters. You know, I'm pulling. I'm a big Wake Forest Deacon fan because I want the committee to explain to me how the team that went undefeated and won the conference that Clemson is in doesn't get in the playoff. It would be a fascinating discussion. Um, it's not going to happen. They, they got some. They got some. They still have to go to Clemson. They have North Carolina this week. NC State next week. Yeah, they'll probably play Pitt. Like the. And you know what I love about their schedule. If they actually get this done, it'll eliminate any strength of schedule conversation Agreed. the committee could come up with. 100%. Yeah. Because but, right now they're 98th in strength of schedule, which is actually two spots ahead of Cincinnati, uh, which is – The Cincinnati got a really – so two things happen with Cincinnati. This isn't their best team. Nope. This definitely isn't close to the best group of five team that's been deserving of college football playoff consideration and – they ended up getting hosed on their schedule because UCF is down, Memphis is down, SMU's lost, Indiana's a stinker yep. this year. You know, even though Notre Dame's got a great record, they're not viewed from a perception standpoint like one of the elite college football teams in 2021. So they really, really got a bad raw deal. Well, I think Notre Dame, I mean, let's be honest, last year's Notre Dame team would have beat Cincinnati. So they got, I think they were fortunate. They wouldn't have beat last year's Cincinnati team. Yes. I don't know, no chance. No. Okay. Last year's Cincinnati team that played Georgia in the bowl game, that Georgia had to come back mm-hmm. and win at the end, the same Georgia, who's basically the same team that everybody thinks is the best team in college football. Cincinnati was light years better last year. Yeah, Notre, this year. Notre Dame had four pro offensive linemen. It would have been great. And a pro quarterback. I would have taken Cincinnati in the money line. I'm sure you would have, and yeah. you would have been wrong. Um, so they caught Notre Dame at the right time, and Notre Dame, the way the schedule works out. So I, I agree with everything, except I actually think they caught a break with Notre Dame because they were fortunate to get a couple wins early on this year that they probably shouldn't have got, and in all likelihood, they're going to end 11-1. and So that'll help them. I still believe that Cincinnati gets in I don't. with some help. Yeah, they need help. And the question is, you know, you look at the odds. What's a better play? Cincinnati at plus 175, yes, or Oregon at plus 330? It's all about do you believe that Oregon can go to Utah and win? Can run the table. That's a tough game. They got a couple tricky ones. Yeah, that's a tough game. I think game. they beat Washington this weekend, but in two weeks at Utah, maybe Arizona State in the Pac 12. Who knows what Arizona State? Yeah. That loss last weekend was bizarre. I'm not feeling Oregon. They've been, now their team has been. So if you're, if you're not feeling Oregon and you think they'll lose, I tend to do too. Then what about Oklahoma? If they lose, then you've got Cincinnati making the playoff here. So I still think that I the outrage was woo, the flames from the hot takes were incredible. I still think Cincinnati's got a shot. It is the nightcap. Some letdown spots. We'll discuss those next right here on the nightcap. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. Indeed helps find great hires fast. Indeed is your all-in-one platform for interviewing, screening, and hiring high-quality people. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Kenny White going to join us top of the hour. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. Tim Murray and Super Bowl champ Sean King to my side. And it's that time of the week. I think last week the games we pointed out, they went four and two against the spread, fading the team in a a letdown let spot. That's what they went last week. I think so. Good job, man. Um, but once again, these aren't all games we bet. Some of them we might like. Uh, but these were five games that I picked out. I'll be honest. I left off Georgia. <laughs> Missouri's just that bad. They are terrible. Maybe Georgia doesn't cover the thirty-eight, but uh, I left that game off. Um, the another good thing was I bet Missouri in Week One against Central Michigan. So it stung me right off the bat, so I knew to leave them alone. Yep. They left them alone. Yep. They were in this letdown spot a couple weeks ago, and I still bet them. And it was Texas A&M off yep. the Alabama win. They're like, no, Texas a and is just going to run it down their I want to say it was like 35-0. to zero. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was bad. Um, so I got a couple games. We'll just go through these. Obviously, you're going to get all upset. Because, I'm not. You're just wrong. Um, I'm, I, these aren't games that I'm necessarily betting. How can you say that Michigan State isn't in a letdown spot? They just beat their arch rival as a four-point underdog. They're lighting couches on fire in East Lansing, and now they're only a three-point favorite. So Michigan State, four-point dog, comes back, beats Michigan, uh, a hell of a football game. Uh, They got helped out a little bit by Harbaugh, but Kenneth Walker was phenomenal. You know, something to keep an eye on is that uh, Naylor might not play. He didn't play the second half against Michigan State, uh, with Michigan State, I should say. He's their explosive wide receiver. I think he's we got Reed. We'll be fine. Top fifteen in the country. He's a good player. In the in uh, when it comes to, um, we'll find a way. Explosive might be an ugly win in Lafayette, but we'll find a way. Purdue number eight in pass uh, defensive pass efficiency, but they struggle against the run. So Kenneth Walker, they're going to try to do everything in their power uh, to slow down Kenneth Walker. We'll see if they can do it. So. We'll keep. We'll go back to games that you find intriguing. We got Wisconsin coming off of a thumping of Iowa, twenty-seven to seven. Now they go on the road to take on Rutgers, the mighty Rutgers. Uh, that spread is a little off there on the screen there, but uh, mighty Rutgers is got us to win last week. Got us to cover. Good job, Rutgers, going on the road, beating Illinois in a letdown spot that we talked about, and we loved Rutgers. So Wisconsin now laying, I think, 13 and a half here at Circa. So a pretty big number for Wisconsin to be laying. Uh, I'm a, probably going to take the under in this game. I, I'll feel better. It's only 38 and a half. But I, 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 I mean, I just can see Rutgers laying a complete egg on offense. They're just not very good. No, they aren't. I mean, And that would be my worry is yeah. can Wisconsin score <laughs> enough points? I mean, honestly, if Wisconsin could get a touch – or sorry, Rutgers could get a touchdown, I feel like we're, we're all right. Uh, but Here's the thing that scares me about Rutgers. I feel like they can cover this number because of the pace of play coupled with Wisconsin's pace of play. I don't feel like they can cover this number because I think they're going to get 21 or 24 on their own, if that makes sense. 
Yeah, no, that makes sense. You know, I just think it's going to be a, a, a low-possession game. Both teams like to huddle up. You know, both teams get to the line of scrimmage, look to the sideline, try and get in a perfect play all the time. So I could see it being a low-scoring game, which the total, 38-and-a-half, says that it is. But if Wisconsin's able to get to 24, let's say, do I trust Rutgers to score two touchdowns? That's where I'm unsure. Yeah, that is the worry. Now, if if Rutgers can get up, if they can score first or get up 10 or script something. Out, that yeah. first, I feel like that first possession, that scripted out possession for Rutgers is so important. Right. Like I think Clem, I think Wisconsin is tough for them to come from behind but what I say, and cover numbers. And what I would say about Rutgers defensively, we've seen them. You know, Illinois is nothing, but Illinois did run for like 300 plus yards against Penn State. Right, they and Rutgers points, and Rutgers slowed them down. Uh, Michigan, they eliminated Michigan in the second half. Now Michigan State ran all over them because Kenneth Walker and Naylor had big plays, so um, they're kind of a little Jekyll and Hyde. But I actually agree. I think. If you can get, there's a 38 out there in town. Uh, I would take the 38, take the under 38. That would be a way. If ever there was a college game that I'd tease, it'd be teasing Rutgers up to 19 and the total up to 44 and a half. Another game uh, that intrigues me he a little bit. He hates college teasers, by the way. That's I do. why I said that. Don't, don't play Um Would be Miami, fresh off that win. Still going to trust Pat Narduzzi? I didn't touch that game. Miami Pitt last week? I listened to you guys. I didn't touch it. All right. Yeah. Uh, Miami goes and beats Pitt on the road uh, as a, uh, what were they? They were a nine and a half. Nine and a half point dog. And now they're coming back home and playing Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech is coming off of just a gross loss. Uh, They lose to Virginia Tech. 26 to 17. This is in Miami. It's not going to be any atmosphere for this game. 12:30 local kick. Sims is a is a fun quarterback to watch. I like Georgia Tech a little bit here grabbing those points. Grab the 10 with Georgia Tech. Well, if you look at the schedule, Georgia Tech has 5 losses, but they've only lost by 10 or more once, and that was against Pitt. So they've been being competitive, so I mean, the problem is they gave up 27 to Duke. Duke stinks. Duke's not good. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't have a good feel for Miami right now. Van Dyke's but, actually playing all right, too. The, yeah. the kid who came in and took over for De'Ara King. Uh, I and mean, they I caught Pitt in a perfect spot. I know. They were on the list last week. After Clemson, you, my silly list. Yeah, Pittsburgh, letdown spot. What happened? If you push the me. The microscope was on Pittsburgh. They were feeling themselves. They were top 20. And then Narduzzi's going to Narduzzi, and he's going to lose a game that he shouldn't lose. If you push me and put my back to the wall, I'd still take Miami here. Play the 10? Yeah, only because if you pull up the ACC rankings, Miami's conceivably still in this thing as far as making the ACC championship game. So that alone can, can focus them on them. George Tech's bad. You know, and Miami's scoring points right now. So if Miami's able to get in the mid thirties, I mean, I don't know. I don't trust Georgia Tech to get high twenties. I do because it's a ten point game. I do. I mean, ten point spread. I think Sims could. Sims is Sims is a fun fun player to watch. Yeah, so. I recruited Sims. He's okay. But he's would, gotten benched this year. Man, I did a back to him, but and it's a high total. The total sixty three and a half. Houston. Houston went why this is to SF. Why? Did you see how they celebrated? Have you watched USF this year? It's the situational spot, sir. Right. That's what you said. Houston beat SMU last week. Look, if you think it's a slam dunk, go better right now. They're they're waiting for your action. You can go lay the thirteen with Houston. I'm just bringing it. I don't know why you're getting mad at me. I'm not mad. What I'm are you just talking about? I'm showing you games. I'm not saying all these are bettable. They are let down spots. For college kids, potentially. Houston at home kick returns a kickoff with, what, 15 seconds to go, beats SMU. They're celebrating. They've got a, a, a clear path. They don't play Cincinnati to the AAC championship game. They've got your mighty Bulls, your guarantee, over three and a half wins. Raven James Stadium, all 43 people of the stadium are going to be fired up for this game at 730 Colin Sherwin's going to have his shirt off. 
I mean, it's going to be crazy there. I can cover the 13. Come on. You might be right. I don't know. You might be right. <laughs> All right well, Only because when I looked up Houston's schedule, they have played to the level of their competition. You know, Navy was eight-point win. Um, another game that jumped out that I looked at. I mean, they were. They were. I mean, they only. They beat, were enjoying. They themselves. only beat East Carolina by seven. I kind of, I kind of throw that one out just because that was because of the delay. Delay. That was a weird spot. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying potential spot. I don't there. have a good feel for that game. I definitely don't think you can make a lot of money back in USF. <laughs> I mean, because they're just as... Well, you, I mean, you can because you picked a great spot for you to back them. All right, final one. Boise State, Fresno State. Fresno State, back-to-back, really impressive wins. On the blue turf? For the Bulldogs. No, this is in Fresno. Ah. Fresno laying five. Uh, Jake Hayner, after the game, calling out the people on, uh, on the set of College Game Day, except for, uh, who is it, uh... Ken Jong from uh, from The Hangover, so uh, that became a, a thing during the week. I kind of like Boise here. This isn't a play I've made yet, but this is a uh, I mean Fresno really impressive win uh, last week over San Diego State. I'm not going Beat against the Valley, man. I'm I'm riding with the, the fighting Lorenzo Neal's here. Shout out to Lorenzo on getting his jersey retired can, two weeks ago. You can you could respect the Fresno. They get a three point win. We're good. All right, there you go. Those are some of the letdown spots this week. Sparty, watch out. Kenny White up next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work.